This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pack down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nilsson. Yeah. Let her rip, HG. Yes, uh, TF Much. Uh, Cedric S. Ben Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power and the passion of the Sumpster, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, the Sumpster has asked me at the top of the spray to take a minute to thank and congratulate Australia on the magnificent support for the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava 2020 blow. As you'll recall, former Group 1 hoop fractious Bruce Woodis stepped up for the Knights and offered to blow the William Tell Overture by Rossini, the Lone Ranger arrangement, 100,000 times. This was a great gesture and Australia, you responded magnificently. Sadly, the kid collapsed torn in hand a few minutes ago, stuck on... 1,111 blows short of his goal. Imagine that. 1,111 blows short of his goal. I mean, how must have he felt? He collapsed. We haven't been able to revive him. He's gone. He's cactus. He's cacked it. Look, uh, 1111, I mean, it takes you back to Gunnedar all those years ago and driving away and looking in the rearview mirror and noticing the time. Yes, the cold of 11 has struck again, but if you are a victim of the punt and having a runabouts, the Knights will be in touch with a Mother's Day account top-up in the next few days. Keep an eye on your account balance, my very good friends. Um, job keepers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side in the footy season 2020 for another blast of boot festivities, frenzy and frolics. Buffs. Right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders, looking for another role and mad football freaks. H.G. Nelson, opening the blindside dig for another 7-7. Seven seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And like many of you, I'm really loving this less is more approach to the world of sport. A couple of looseners to get us rolling. The New Zealand Warriors, Oz, Outback, Piggin' and shooting camping trip under canvas in front of the fire. Well, both sides of the Tasman are loving the freedom of Class A status. That's right. These uh, magnificent Anzacs, as I'm calling them, have Class A status. I'm just wondering, and I just want to see the thought early for your consideration, should we have Class V status as well? And some players will be Class AV status meaning they don't have to worry about vaccinations, but be that as it may. Australian featherweight MMA star Alex Volkanovsky says, Fight Island on, count me in. So you get the idea that he's prepared to travel to Fight Island and take on all comers. Tennis and CT is proposing a teams event should the Australian Open fall over in January 21. Not sure how it worked, not sure what would be involved, but it's bound to be great. And what did happen midweek on the Lynx, well, on the Lynx layup in the Barossa Valley, Bunker, 
you know, hole number 11 when the Crows went silly and forgot the rules of lockdown football training. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement here at the uh, Blindside headquarters. To get the barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who has once again crossed the bridge to the other side. He's seen again the toilet paper statues of Greg Hunt and come back with an idea that'll have you pushing on the open door. This man's fresh concept from the other side is to have the granny, the big Watusi and the Cox all on the same day, October the 25th, 2020. All at the same venue, Mooney Valley. If no one can come, why piss around with the crowd issue is his thinking. Talk about back to the future. Talk about screaming to the world. Baby, we're back. Imagine the NRL Grand Final and the AFL Grand Final with the Cox run at three-quarter time on that one day in October. I mean, licking the lips in anticipation. And imagine the pre-match entertainment has to be Australian, obviously, due to COVID restrictions. Early thoughts, Tina, Delta and the Veronicas, a super group. Acts that can fill space and look good from four kilometres away. This great Australian has already dragged the murderer of McLaughlin over the 20, uh, October 25 line, kicking and screaming. He's got the NRL Supremo Volandis chest deep and wriggling about in the ooze almost across and Premier Andrews has the shoes on and is wading in with a rope around the waist and this man on the tug. These are the people who cannot see the future and yet it's belting them in the face, according to this bloke. A man who's seen that future and loved it is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion? Simply by asking, what highlights caught your restless eye this week? And are you... Yes, thank you very, very, very much, HG Nelson. As you say, what a week, what an extraordinary set of seven. Uh, a week where Australia and New Zealand... Well, show the world how it's done. Exactly right. Show the world how it's done. Mm -hmm. It's another feather in the cap for what I'm describing as the Anzac spirit. Mm -hmm. Feather in the cap. Anzac and how proud, proudly that cap is worn. I oh, know. Feather in the trouser Feather as in well. the trouser as well. Good. In fact, a trouser full of feathers for our Anzac heroes. That is us. We. I know. We, we did it. We did it. I know. We've done it. <laughs> Now, Peter Vlandis is seen as the can-do administrator of the year. Australian of the year, Australian Roy, of the year, possibly. Oh, well, maybe we'll be too early, but bloody hell, he's got his... He's got a few runs on the board. A few feathers in the trousers. Fuller. Well, I've never seen trousers fuller. <laughs> now, which begs the question, why has the AFL been so flat-footed? Mm. Now, the murderer, Gillan McLaughlin, has done, as I can tell, has done nothing. Absolutely nothing. And the clubs are just bickering amongst each other. There's no leadership. No leadership with this mob. No leadership from the murderer. No leadership from McLaughlin. No leadership coming out of AFL House. Nothing. Just enduring and annoying, antagonising silence. <laughs> now, WA Health Minister Roger Cook's weighed in. He has. When Cook speaks, I listen. Roger Cook. No nonsense, man. He says the AFL is a laughing stock. Not me, him. He's saying this. A laughing stock. And he has no confidence in the AFL's plans. Plans? <laughs> Who's seen any plans coming out of AFL House? Not one. Silence. Cone of silence surrounding the murderer. 
He should be ashamed of himself. Talk of the Anzac spirit. If there was such an opposite, if there was an opposite force un-Anzac amongst spirit. us, it's an un-Anzac spirit. The murderer has got it. Red large. Anti-Australian of the year. <laughs> you got Vlanders, the rugby league man, totally rebadged it. Rugby league, we love it. On the other side, you've got this sewer. This sewer of AFL. Nothing but stench and silence. Smelly and bright. Thank you. Now, Tamworth goes... Um, Ballistic? New Zealand warriors crazy, as they should. Red carpet laid out, paraded down the main street. Lee Kernigan did Hat Town. All of Hat Town. Warriors what? non-plus. Non-plus. <laughs> well, was a bit non The Warriors, I mean, they're not big hat town freaks, but they no, no. You know, smiled a lot and nodded and mm. were very polite. I mean, they weren't rude. Clapped in the right places. They did. They did. The mayor dressed as a Maori chief. <laughs> Might have been going a little bit too far, but, hey, he entered the spirit. <laughs> Can't blame the bloke. Looked good. You know, no cultural sensibilities. There were no, no one could take offence. No one. Now... <laughs> Titan Bryce Cartwright is refusing to be vaccinated. Now, hmm, do we have to tolerate these happy-to-get-smallpox, tuberculosis, tetanus, diphtheria, malaria, polio types? I mean, is that where we're heading? Is that where rugby league's heading? Is that where AML's heading? Oh, hey? I hadn't thought of that. We've got to have these lunatics in our mix. We've got to tolerate them. No, we don't. Vlanders has to drag this bloke kicking and screaming over the line. If anyone can do it, he can. Look at the trousers, full of feathers. <laughs> Never seen more feathers in a pair of trousers. In fact, all you see when Vlanders walks around these days is just feathers going everywhere. <laughs> feathers and clapping wherever he goes. People just want to lift him onto their shoulders. Well, if we didn't have social distancing, that's what they'd be doing. Mm. Now, uh, speaking of anti-vaxxers, Novak Djokovic, he believes uh, that um, scientists have proven that the molecules in water react to our thoughts and emotions. (laughs) Well, it took me a little while to think about this. I sat with a glass of water and, you know, tried to get myself worked up and upset. Thought about the murderer, that sort of stuff. Didn't appear to change the uh, nature of the water at all. Anyway... This sort of has uh, echoes of what I want to say, naturopathy, is that what it's called? Wow, Isn't yeah. naturopathy where you get, uh, you know, a special bit of water sent to you that's been somewhere that somebody's done something with, thought about, and you, uh, I don't know, I'm a bit str- like water from Lourdes. I, I, I'm going to struggle know, it has here. a magic property. Yeah, I'm going to struggle science here. Science struggles with. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be suggesting that some oil can be changed into something you can drink. Well, he's gone further than that. He's suggesting that um, we can turn most toxic water into healing water. Yeah, well, you see... Just by the power of thought. Well, he should visit the Ganges, shouldn't he? <laughs> I mean, bloody hell, he's been lazy, very lazy, Novak Djokovic. In his downtime, wasn't he? Why isn't he out and about, you know, sniffing out some of our bloody waterways around the world and clearing them up? <laughs> God almighty. Now, Peter Wiggs has uh, resigned from Rugby Australia. Great shame. I, I had this bloke earmarked as a future CEO. I thought he was the future of rugby in Australia. Mm-hmm. 
Not so. No, no, no. He's, he's walked right away. Uh, he must have wanted the job. It looks like now, with hindsight, that uh, Raiden Castle was probably doing as good a job as possible. Best person for it. Best person for it. Yeah. Could she come back? Mm. Well, you'd have to speak to, uh, you know, Dick Thar Jones and that oh, loony captains. mob of captains. Yeah, yeah. God almighty. Letter writers. I yeah. hate them. Letter writers. I hate them too. They're probably anti-vaxxers. I don't know. I'm just look. There's no evidence that they're anti-vaxxers, but I think they get on pretty well with Novak Djokovic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Would they clean up water by thinking about it? Uh, well, they could give it a go. Give them something useful to do. Iron Mike Tyson is back in the news. He's yes. back in training. Talk is he's calling out. You know, of all the people in the world to call out, he's decided on three blokes: Sonny Bill Williams, <laughs> Paul Gallen. And Barry Hall. The noodle man. The noodle man. So he's got noodles in his sight. SPW. Uh, and, and stool. <laughs> stool. Stool V. Iron Mike's got a ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> and super coach Craig Bellamy is worried that players won't be what he's described as contact ready. No. Contact ready. Uh, I think this is a very important point, one that we'll probably try to get to the bottom of sometime in the next, in a little while maybe. Now, he's predicting a record number of injuries come May the 28th. A record number of injuries. This is not anyone talking. This is Craig Bellamy. You know, you've seen Vlanders, how big his backside is with with feathers. Mm. You should have a look at this bloke's feathers. You should have a look at his trousers. Craig Bellamy. God almighty, he can hardly walk through a door anymore. There's so many bloody feathers. Make of that what you will. Kappa, Favola, Plugger, The Duck, and even the one-gloved one, Travis Cloak, could slot them through the big sticks on the turn from 50. Sure, the memory fades, except when you're bludging on the blind side. Yes, uh, Roy, I take your point entirely about the uh, the lack of action from AFL House. Yeah. Uh, we do have a number of, uh, you know, a backlog of items that we'd like to get to, none of which involve forward progress. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of the cancellation of the... Uh, the Port Adelaide St Kilda match mm. at Jingwan Stadium in Shanghai. Now, as you okay. recall, this was a tremendous success mm. uh, a few years ago. People said it wouldn't work. David Kosh, that bloke from that terrific little show, yep. uh, is in charge of it and he's been up there many, many times. Mm. And you and I, representing the Aussie bok choy growers, had mm. tremendous success in promoting and selling and getting deals done with Aussie bok choy growers, yep. so much so yep. that recent surveys I've seen have indicated that Aussie bok choy is the bok choy of preference right across China. I believe that. Now... As is our wine, HG. Our wines go through uh, the roof. Absolutely through the uh, roof. They love it. And, you know... They love it, especially that uh, Grange Hermitage that comes might come out of uh, South South Australia. They love that with Coca-Cola. <laughs> Can I point out, they're Jacob's Creek. Oh, yes. With a bit of a touch-up oh, from yes. anything you like, a bit of, you know, chew or clear spirit. Sure. It's a terrific, goes over extremely well. Yep. Now... Can I ask uh, mm. a question? And I don't. I, I want to set this idea mm. up, and you might be able to have a moment or two to think about it. The bok choy was great, but we missed an opportunity, didn't we? Because mm-hmm. we have tremendous. Our bats are the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so edible. There's so many dishes. They they don't. They're not diseased in any way. They're terrific. They travel well. Mm-hmm. If you like them frozen, if deep, yep. you, you know, you can obviously process them in Australia. Value add, yes. or you can send them frozen or just live straight up to sure. any of the great ports. Uh, yep. 
Wuhan, Shanghai, Beijing, etc. Etc. Yes. Now, yes. Though those, that's an export. So you see what I'm saying? There's exports yep. already there. The bok choy. There's exports mm. to come. Yep. But yep. now Mick Malthouse, the former coach of West Coast Eagles Premiership coach and Collingwood, of course, mm-hmm. has called on the AFL to boycott China. Really? Boycott China. He went so far as and is pinning the blame of coronavirus pandemic on China. Yes. And I'm assuming he's suggesting that all Collingwood supporters should boycott Chinese goods, right. boycott things coming out of China, say, uh-huh. I don't know what motor cars they're making at the moment and what's able to be able to bought under the restrictions yes, yes. here. Yeah. Well, there's that great, uh, the, the Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. Yeah. What a ute that what is. What a ute that is, indeed. Very cheap. Um, so what's he suggesting, actually? Is he taking the sort of uh, Mike Pompeo line that uh, there's a lot of smoke surrounding where the virus came from in the Wuhan province, whether it came out of the wet market or where, whether it came out of the lab. Is is he suggesting, is he a, a what I'd call a labist in this? <laughs> okay, he doesn't say where these p- positions are formed. No. Can I, can I remind you of a recent incident involving the NRL yep. where it was suggested that nine Hugh Skidmarks and yep. the Man of Feathers, yep. uh, Peter Volandis, yep. the rugby league man, yeah. were at odds mm-hmm. and the suggestion was on behalf of the clubs that people should boycott Channel 9. That's right. Now, this is a variation on that. Though I think he's just come up with the idea that people should boycott China because right. he blames them for the pandemic. Can I come to the okay. more difficult thing, though, is... They played three matches in this series. Uh, obviously, everybody knows, as Port and uh, St Kilda supporters know all this, uh, mm. since 2017, the Power and the Saints have reportedly made a million each right. from last year's clash, for instance. Right. But Malthouse uh, says whatever monetary value the AFL should not be played in China again, mm. they, he, he would be very, very reluctant to play a game in a country that has put us in this position, I meaning see. no AFL. Right. He blames them for the problems the AFL's got, i.e. the murderer and his mm. silence. Okay. In the present predicament... So, so what, he wants the AFL to punish China. He that does. Is, is he this, does. This, Spot this, on. this is a punitive Punitive action. approach. He thinks that we should deny them. Deny them. Obviously, the Aussie the, bok choy, and the, the bats, AFL, the and bats the AFL. and the wine, all of that. What about the iron ore? Is... is has he got an idea about this at all or the, the coal? Can I just... Yeah, I know. That, that, I know. He probably hasn't gone that far in his thinking. <laughs> Correct. Has he spoken to Twiggy Forrest about this at I'm all? I'm pretty sure Twiggy's Are they on the same page? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> in the present predicament, this is a quote, mm. and what's to come out mm. with the spat between Australia and China and probably most of the world, let's face it, certainly the Americans, I'd be very, very reluctant to go back to China. You can't sell your soul. Wow. The only, uh, they're only going to be going there for one reason, money. You sell your soul. Selling your soul. Now, this, isn't, isn't that called weird. capitalism? Is well, he anti-capitalist? Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's just, the yeah. soul. Now, what's, well, oh, the soul, yes. Yeah, what soul's being sold here? Yeah. And is there a market in China for obviously for Aussie souls. bok choy? Thanks very much. Aussie mm. bok choy, our wine, iron ore and yeah. our souls. And if so, how much value yes. do you put on it? And is playing football mm. a soul destroying or indicating that your soul's up for sale? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? These yeah. are difficult things. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. I take your point about being on the same page. Right. So in taking the AFL to China, we're selling our soul. Okay. Well, is he suggesting that perhaps as a real cock of the snoot that uh, we take the AFL to maybe the United States? Right. That would really get up their nose, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that get up their nose? That Port 
and St Kilda. St Kilda, say, get, say playing at Long Beach, California. Hey, imagine what President Xi'd make of that. It'd be. Hey, well, I don't know. You know, I can see. I can see gunboat diplomacy happening. Yes. I can see the difficulties with Twiggy's iron ore holes in the ground. Right. I, I just think that that's going to be retaliation. 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 Yes, retaliation. Right. Okay. What more vessels in the South China Sea? I think so. For a start. I think so. And, uh-huh. of course, you forget that the liquid gas is a big yes. thing. Yes. And, as you point out, coal. I mean, it's not It's not a one-trick pony, our relationship with no. China. No, it's and not. What? what sort of, you know, are you asking... The probe into China, Wuhan, the labs, the wet markets, the yep. lack of Aussie bats mm. and the AFL, are you asking them all to be probed at the same time? The soul-destroying yes. process yes. of playing I, – I mean, yeah. I had no idea. This no, I had no idea at all. No idea at all. What was – were the players down in the dumps when they came back from China after because this no highly soul. successful? I thought yes, it was highly so successful. successful. Yeah. You know, it was all the talk. Throughout China, all the provinces were screaming out, give us a game here. Right. Now, the difficulty is... How do we get involved? I don't want to put you on a religious, you know, because I know you're no. a religious authority, but selling the soul, does that, is that the devil's work? You understand? Yeah. A while ago well, the you... devil wants your soul, HG. The yeah. devil does. Now, go back to Now, your... is, he, is Malthouse suggesting that the Chinese are the devil in this? Well, I'm not sure that he's... They're the devil? The, I'm not sure that he's not saying that. I mean, there are that. people who, uh, who believe in end times... And who are suggesting that the the virus may be part of the end time? Go back to that story you broke a while ago about yeah. Hulk Hogan, yes. who believed that the pandemic was an example of the Old Testament God. That's right. Now, that's right. The Old Testament God. Well, he didn't muck about. You know, it was <laughs> it was famine. It was flood, pestilence, flood, locusts, fires. You know, yeah. you name it. Really big. Now. Horrible I'm, stuff. You know, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, pillars know. of salt. L- indeed, pillars of salt. I know. Well, you had to kill your brother. Yes. All that sort of stuff. Well, you had to kill your son. Oh, sorry. Yes. Or, 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 you know, make make, make out as yeah. if to, yeah. hoping the big yeah, bloke would step in and say, oh, hello, stop yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Enough, you've gone too yeah. far. Yeah. Now, come back to the devil. Hmm. See, is China, is he saying China's the devil's Well, that's, that seems to be what he's oh, saying. No. This is really weird, isn't it? Now, have you got any, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, look, we've been probing around of trying to find religious, uh, what would you call it, precedence for yeah. the anti-vaccine Anti-vaccination. Oh, anti-vaccination, yes. yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Well, okay. But I was just wondering if, is there any precedents that you can see that link <sighs> China with the devil's work and involving, say, sport or just generally? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, you'd have to say, HG, if somebody in the lab, and there are certain people who believe this, this is in Wuhan, in the lab, uh, in the who lab. thought this is a terrific little virus, let's set this out because it's going to destroy the economy of the West and will recover first, you know, then that would be the act of the devil. But there's no real evidence. There seems to be more evidence to suggest it came out of the wet markets quite by accident, you know, bat eats or bat infects something, that something affects someone, that someone goes home, infects the family, family go out to the footy, next thing you know. That appears to be the most likely scenario Okay, Are rather you, than cooking it up in a lab. Is it too long a bow to draw that, mm. in fact, all of this happened so as China can buy the AFL? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Is that the Malthouse position? <laughs> <laughs> 
football. It's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl all strutting their stuff at the Big Watusi and bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio. Yes, uh, Roy, just coming to the person who you mentioned in your opening remarks, and this is the Western Australian Health Minister, Roger Cook, Cookie, yeah. uh, who had some provocative comments. Yep, but he's a straight shooter. He's, 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 he says here in this uh, item I've got that he brought the AFL back down to earth. Yep. Um, saying he has no confidence in the league's proposed model. Nope. Well, who's seen this proposed model? I haven't. And you get a lot of things across your desk. I do. And often you're the nothing first to know. From, nothing, nothing from the mm. AFL. Yeah, I'd like to make some comments in relation to the AFL. This government, this is the Western Australian government, won't mm. compromise on health and safety of its citizens. Mm. Health advice is crystal clear. There is no confidence the AFL can maintain infection control and prevent infection spread among players and staff under the current proposed model. There is a risk it can contribute to further spread of the virus. How about that further spread of the virus? Mm-hmm. Now, we saw the problems go writ large. Yes. Where as the I crows? The crows. Yeah. As I understand it, the uh, facility had been swabbed down and cleaned for all the boys to come in mm-hmm. and I take it these are players coming from interstate yeah. who going into South Australia have to do the uh, quarantine, quarantine for the 14 days. Yes. Picked a terrific spot up there in the Barossa Valley, probably hadn't had any customers for a couple of weeks, right. or about eight weeks probably, mm-hmm. and then they're allowed, they were allowed to go out and fiddle about with the Sharon yes. in pairs. In pairs, that's right. But they were a group of eight, I think. Maybe even more even than that. More. Two groups of eight. Two groups of eight. Now, well, well, how did that happen? How did that, that happen? That, that comes from lack of leadership. Well, and lack of leadership. And communication. Nothing came from the murderer. I know. The murderer should have sent them some specific instructions. This is how to behave. But also, why isn't he out and about saying when on television, say the Channel 7 News, yes. the AFL station, you know, footy classified, getting Eddie Maguire to say when players are out and about, they need to be mindful of these things when they come to training. Yes. There was no statement of that. No, 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 no. Look, all the clubs are just making it up as they go and you can't blame the poor buggers. They're, they're just wandering in the dark. They are. Aren't they? No. There's no leadership. I mean, it... You might as well be dealing with the White House. <laughs> Just as much sense. Now, it's disappointing that the opposition leader is trying to play politics. This is Cookie again yes. with a serious health issue. WA is one of the safest places in the world at the moment. Yes. I'm surprised the opposition leader in WA is willing to go against the chief health officer's advice mm. and compromise. Like all footy fans out there, I'd love to be able to sit back and watch a game, but WA's hard work yes. will not and should not be compromised to allow the AFL to resume home and away season because, uh, you know, because from the health perspective, yes. it is not the safest model. No, that's right. Now, then we come that's to right. South Australia. I mean, he's really echoing Wayne, no, sorry, Daniel Andrews's uh, attitude towards golf, isn't it? Very similar. Well, he'd love to be playing. Just as uncompromising. I know. He'd love to be playing. Yeah, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Now, but Cookie, uh, along with the South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall, said he's not yet willing to open the state's borders. That's why the Crows yes. got into trouble. Yes. Meaning the non-SAFL, sorry, non-SAAFL clubs won't be able to enter to play games fly in and fly out. So this is a long way to go. <sighs> the AFL is facing major hurdles in their attempts to get the 2020 season back underway despite right. the coronavirus pandemic uh, beginning to ease gradually across the country. Right. Now, 
Then you go to Tasmania. Tasmanian Premier said he would be hesitant for AFL games to be played in the state under a fly-in, fly-out model. Yep. So he's, he's not accepting Class A citizens. He's not. Well, hang on. Let's, that we need to talk about North Melbourne. We're also due to Hawthorne and North Melbourne. I meant to go down there. I'm not in a rush to have AFL played here in front of empty stadiums, uh, the uh, Premier told reporters. I will not increase the risk on Tasmanians by allowing a model like this to occur if the advice is that it'll, the risk will increase. Yes. So coming to your point now, mm-hmm. there's no suggestion. And th- why didn't the murderer go to the governments and say we want to have dispensations and have a Class A yes. citizen coming. Well, I, I don't know why the murderer didn't pick up the phone to Volandis and say, look, what, you do what, it, do, what, what you, you're doing is amazing. Yeah. You've dragged people kicking yeah. and screaming over the line. How, could you help us? Yeah. He and, would have done. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, he does racing, he does the rugby league. There's no reason he couldn't take the AFL and, and the rugby take McLaughlin by the hand and guide him through the wilderness yeah, and show him how it's done. Drag him but he could even drag Andrews kicking and screaming over the line. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't he? Oh, well, you're absolutely or right. Or find some cunning way of, of getting, getting around, around the Victorian yeah. problem by roping in the, the storm to Albury. Well, that's a perfect example. Perfect so example. they won't uh, in the storm in Melbourne can't be class A, but once they cross the border into Albury, sorry, obviously yes. over the Murray and head out to Albury, yes, they can right. become class A Australians. They are class A Australians once once they step into New South Wales. Yes, because of the the Volandis principle, mm. which which is fine. Sure, the the uh, the uh, council of Albury were reluctant to accept the storm as class A citizens. And so tried to impede their progress. A speed hump. Yeah, a speed hump. Concerning council facilities. That's though, right, Roy. which makes me believe that, you know, Albury is perhaps more spiritually aligned with Victoria yeah, Spring Street. and the AFL than it is with the Rugby League. Fine, I, I accept that. But Volanders was able to again outsmart, outsmart. the council Excellent. by finding other facilities for the storm to use from their bubble within Albury. Yes. And I think deep down the citizens of Albury are very happy to have Class A citizens among them. Can I come to then the problem the AFL's got? It's yep. got a big problem in WA. It's got two nice. teams, obviously, Frio and the Eagles in yep. uh, WA yep. have to move in and out. Yep. Uh, uh, now, Couldn't they go to Victoria into lockdown and have all the games in Victoria? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just thinking. They just, won't. I mean, sure, you, yeah, you can do that. They could. But I've got a the, the big problem the AFL's got is being seen as an Australian game, as yes. in covering the whole of Australia. But these are extraordinary circumstances, yeah, know, that's HG. True. That's true. So you might have extraordinary a once, circumstances. We'll have once a year dispensation to play all the matches, say, in Victoria. Yes. Now, well, well, I'm not sure that Andrews is going to agree to that, but that's a separate issue. But where is. Well, he wouldn't. But if the all the games were to be played, say, in New South Wales, where Class A citizenship is available, is available and accepted. Ooh. Now, would McLaughlin, the murderer, and the AFL House would they be willing to accept reality and, and allow and allow New South Wales under the well, what a leadership of the thought. feathers, the feather in the trousers, yes. Bad Landers, the rugby man? to guide them through the wilderness and create a competition for them. 
I mean, that's what they do. Someone, someone's got to eat a bit of what we'd call humble pie. Here. Humble pie, yeah. Humble pie. Or humble parrot. Or humble parrot. Yeah. Humble whatever you like. It's now. got to be humble. <laughs> now, is the murderer capable of being hum- humble? And I can tell you this right from the off no, he's not. Brothers are the lifeblood of the AFL. Imagine the game without the enormous contribution of the Cloaks, the Jarmans, the Kernos, the Browns, the Crouches and the Archies. Forgotten by many, but not by genuine Aussies. Bludging on the blind side. Well, now the difficulty that I've got here is the only state where the AFL could possibly set up would be New South Wales yep. because you think, well, maybe they could go to Perth, but they can't no, because they can't. the players, the teams have to come out of Perth to play in Adelaide. Well, they're not allowed. They can't go to Tasmania, obviously. Melbourne, it's, you know, obviously out of bounds. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. And what does the fixture look like? Yeah. And are they allowed to become Class A sort of plus or minus mm. so they can go home when they're not actually playing or do they have to stay a bit like the Warriors? Yeah, they've got to be the like bottom. the Warriors. They've, they've got to stay. They've, they've got to find, you know, the Richmond Tigers might relocate to, I don't know, Lithgow. The Richmond Tigers relocate to Lithgow and yep. use Watsford Oval as their training yeah. ground. Isn't that amazing? Yep. It's there and it's, 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 it's match day ready. It's ready to go. You know, and so all the other teams, you know, Essendon, they relocate, I don't know, you know. They might have to the go Blue to the Blue Mountains. Or, yeah, Blue Mountains, that would be great. Or they yeah. could go out as far as, say, Broken Hill. Yeah, or Orange. Orange, oh, that would be terrific. Wellington, Orange. Bathurst. Bathurst, so many great I mean, places. there's so many great towns there yeah. who yeah. would love to have, you know, Class A citizens blowing because they'd blow in, be blowing in for the whole, for the rest of the season. I know. Enormous amount of local yes. uh, business. There'd be wood. so much goodwill. Goodwill, that's right. And, you know, obviously yep. people eating out and dining and yes. so on and having mates over and stuff yes. like that, you know, within the COVID-19 limitations. That's right. Now, um, I was also taken this week by news that a lot of airports aren't, mm. local airports aren't being used. Now, this no, would help to boost traffic to local airports. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. chartered, specially chartered planes. Yep. Now, I'm not sure where... We can go with this, though. Do you feel as though there's got to be leadership now that the murderer's handed over the reins to whoever wants to come along, Mm. that there has to be leadership, say, from the federal government to get the AFL up and running? You know, do, does there have to – remember your idea about Big Jim Molan leaving a yes. football war cabinet? Yes. Well, now's the time to activate that, surely. Well, I suppose it is, but I think Big Jim's a little bit uh, – Gun shy. Well, no, I think he's a bit distracted because he doesn't know whether he should run for Eden Monero yeah, or I, not. Yeah, I know, I understand that. Yes, that's a so, so that's uppermost in his mind at the moment. So mm. if we could put that to bed somehow, although I think the local Liberal membership are hoping to – get one of their own up and uh, I think this is why Constance has fallen over and perhaps Big Jim's not going to be acceptable to them either. So maybe this does free Jim up to be a sort of, I don't know, peace pipe mole maker that could go to AFL House and sit down with with the murderer and read him the riot act. (laughs) And point out what Vlanders looks like. And what ha- trousers full of feathers looks like and how good it feels. Now, coming to 
the problem in Tasmania. How about this? You know, Kenneth, who we all know runs the Hawthorne Football Club. Yes. Uh, Hawthorne are determined to fulfil their commitments to the Apple Isle with or without crowds. Spectators are unlikely to be allowed into well, the grounds. what's the point of going? Most states and territories until at least next year. It, it, Jeff says, I'm seeing in the papers some people down there, meaning in, down there, meaning in Tasmania, mm. I'm not sure that's how people in Tasmania see it as being down there, but be that as it may, saying if you can't have crowds, there's no point playing. I've got to say that's very short-sighted, very selfish. It is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? But Look, if they don't want football down there, that's fine. But Hawthorne do want to play there. We've argued with the AFL that we want to play games there this season. But, of course, the Premier won't allow it. Now, no, 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 he won't. This question of crowds and venues... Mm. You know this idea that you've come up with playing the NRL mm. and the AFL and the Cox all on the same day at Mooney Valley? Oh, this is a separate thing. Should the competition get up somehow, and someone is suggesting, HG, on the text that uh, the AFL teams could go to New Zealand uh, now that uh, some sort of uh, bubble or mega bubble is being organised between uh, Prime Minister Ardern and Prime Minister Morrison. A mega bubble. A mega bubble that maybe all the teams could go to New Zealand, which would be a neutral circumstance. It would be of enormous interest to the New Zealanders to have a look at the AFL. So that, 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 I don't think that's a bad idea. That, that could certainly happen. Are you seeing here local rivalries now? I know the COVID-19 has changed everything. Yeah, has. But now we have private mm. rivalries mm. and it's difficult to imagine that they're all based on the same foundations. Yeah. They're completely different foundations yeah. all the time. Yeah, they are. Because I think what happens in South Australia and WA, can yeah. I be yes. positive here for a minute, they've almost flattened the curve mm-hmm. and buried it. They have. So they don't want blow-ins coming in and buggering up no, all they their don't. good work. And I understand that. No, I know. I, I completely understand yeah. that. But should the game – let's say all teams relocate to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Say have, Auckland. Have the competition. Yeah, it's terrific and come back for the grand final, which you're suggesting happened... Uh, October the 25th. ..at Mooney Valley. Yeah. And so you have a, what I'd call a celebration of life. A celebration of life. I'm liking this already. All right. So that you have uh, the first quarter of the AFL, terrific. Then you have the first race. Then you have the first half of the Rugby League grand final. Then you have the second half of the – or the second quarter of the VFL, another race. Another, yeah. you, you sort of yeah. it, could, it could be absolutely fantastic. I know. And something know. else to consider, HG. I, I, th- this may not be appropriate. I don't know. But remember the Prime Minister wanted a big celebration of Captain Cook. It wasn't able to happen. Uh, I think the new endeavour was going to sail all the way around Australia. Just re- Repeating the exact stops that he made on the original voyage. That's right. 39 stops. That's right. This has been written out of history, it obviously, has. for it whatever has. reasons. But it's been, why isn't that taught in schools? I mean, I had no idea that Cook had circumnavigated Australia. I had no idea. Anyway, the reenactment was going to go ahead, but sadly the virus has changed everything. All of that changed mm. everything. Mm. Would it be possible that this great festival of life you're talking about mm-hmm. could become a Captain Cook day? October the 25th. Yes, and the Captain new Cook. endeavour comes into Mooney Valley, hauled by trucks. Wow. With the Veronica's on With it? With the Veronica's on it, after the final whistle. Oh, for the post-match. For the post-match. Entertainment. Yes. 
Here it comes. The Veronica's on board, dressed as cook. And Banks. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) Cook and Banks, why not? (laughs) (laughs) If anybody could do it, they could do it. Sure, sure. Just thinking, you know, just... An extra wriggle. Yeah. An extra wriggle. Yeah. And I take Something to give it meaning. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That would give it, well, I was just going to say almost too much meaning. Sure, 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 sure. And imagine the... Again, the peace pipe, you'd have the front row there would yep. be obviously all the heavies. Yes. You, you're a cook from WA. You'd yes. have, uh, you know, Volandis there in the feathered trousers. Of course you would. You'd have D- uh, Dan Andrews. You'd have uh, yes. Jeff Kennett. You'd have, uh, you know, the murderer. Yeah. Obviously they're pretty silent and yeah, 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 stingy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, but what I'm suggesting is that th- this is the sort of thinking and argument that might drag Andrews kicking and screaming over the line. Yeah. I tell you what, though, can I point out, there's a fair bit of dragging, kicking and screaming in this. I mean, don't <laughs> underestimate how much rope is going to be used and how much horsepower, I use that word advisedly, sure. it will be necessary to get, because look at the Feathers man. Yes. He dragged mm. Berejiklian. Yes. Palaszczuk. Palaszczuk. And he got, obviously, something going on with... Skid marks. Skid, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Where's that happening at yeah, I know. Well, Skid's starting to balk a little bit, you know. He's digging the hills He's in. digging the hills in a little bit mm. because he's suddenly looking diminished, isn't he? Well, I hadn't Diminished in front of the shareholders. And so he's starting to, you know, put on a big pair of trousers now and say, well, hang on, Fill hang up. on. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get much money. You're not going to... This is all agreed upon. This is all show business now coming from Marx, isn't it? It's pure show pure business. Pure show business. Yeah. The big winner is Volandis. Look at the feathers. <laughs> the AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, and if you want to get in touch, uh, RoyNHG at abc.net.au. RoyNHG at abc.net.au. And we might come to a few emails uh, in uh, the yes. world. <clears throat> this comes from the, uh, the Bentley family, HG, <clears throat> in Hobart. <clears throat> oh. He says, I'll get right to the point. Here in Hobart, we don't really understand rugby league. <laughs> Spelled correctly, A-U-G-B-A. <clears throat> And we don't have any WA millionaires living here. Rugby is a bit beyond us, and as a result, we don't have many people playing the game. Therefore, a lack of Class A Australians. Yeah, no, you've got it down. Got it. Exactly. Got it there. Mm. Don't get me wrong, there's no complaining. We're quite used to being down the order a bit, making up the numbers, you know, bat 11 and field at fine leg. But I th- thought Bat 11? Be... Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, the... Don't get it started. I know. But I, I thought it could be time for us to learn more about Class A Australians. If, and it's just an idea, Hobart could help host one of the rugby league hubs. Whoa! It might give us the chance to learn a bit about the great game and Class A Australians. AFL won't let us have a team here, so maybe it's time to shift the focus. We have a lot of salmon, so the scones are not going to be an issue. May I suggest just an idea? We could build the players, the Class A gents, uh, at every house with the number 11. Thought it, thought it through. Could be, you know, 11 Argyle Street, that's you, Gilbert, you're staying with the Dicks. 11 Murray Street, off you go, Corey Oates, you're with the Goose family, you know. He's really it, it, thought it through. That's an excellent suggestion. It is a good idea. And, 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 and so often, HG, you find in a vacuum something comes in to fill it. Now, the murderer's got to be careful here. I mean, he's treated Tasmanians 
<clears throat> as second-class citizens. For so long. For so long. No team. Ignored their wishes. No team. Yeah, sent you know, kangaroos. You look at the, the Gold Coast Suns. What, what are they doing there? Yeah, I know. Why aren't they the Hobart Suns or what, yeah. whatever? Yeah. It makes so much more sense because there's a, a willingness to embrace, to have a team of their own. Now, if they're not careful, if Vlanders gets wind of this. I know. Knock, Those knock, feathers knock. will be going down mm. and talking to the, you know, the the, the relevant, the, the premier the of Tasmania. Authorities. Now, th- this is what mm. I mean about the virus brings change. Yes. Uh, as you point out, you can't predict where the change is going to come from no. or how it's going to affect you, but it, the virus is there yep. to create change. Yes. Uh, because for too long, mm-hmm. as you point out, rugby league, rugby. League uh, has ignored Tasmania, yeah. and uh, oh, the... quite rightly because there's been no willingness. But the AFL has certainly ignored it. Yeah, sorry, and yes. less forgivably. Yes, absolutely unforgivably. Given a lot of great players have come from Tasmania yes. over the years, yes, and certainly people have ovals with the elevens up. Yeah, that's right. At either end. Yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. And, and just allowing you know Hawthorne to go there. You know, four couple, times a year. Four times a year. I mean, that hardly is a balm, is it? It's hardly a salve. So, so in the uh, in the world of this, then Volandis mm-hmm. needs to get on a well, not be able to get on a plane, but he needs to email at least the ideas yeah. of the yeah. Class A status of the rugby or FaceTime the Premier. FaceTime, FaceTime, yeah, Zoom yeah, from Rugby League House yeah. to. Yeah, Parliament, Parliament House. Parliament House, hello. Yeah. Uh, hello, who am I talking to? <laughs> All of these feathers there I can see. Hello, Premier, it's me, Peter Volanis. I'm here to talk rugby. Oh, yeah. Rugby League. Oh, I've heard a bit about that lately. Yeah, yeah. what are you thinking? We're thinking of setting up two teams in Hobart, sir. <laughs> All of a sudden you don't know where to yeah. look. Yeah. Now, can I... Have you heard of Class A citizens? Mm, that's better. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, uh, one thing I was going to say was that uh, also that the uh, rugby mm. league and football generally is fiddling around with the rules because it's got nothing better to do with this time and there's no actual yeah. games to worry about. I mean a vacuum. A vacuum. Madness. All of a sudden, madness comes Idle in. hands. Oh, yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. And the so, devil. Exactly, the <laughs> devil. Um, so now we're... Inundated with rule changes, which we're not sure going to, how they're going to work out, because who would know? Mm. How will we see these rule changes? I mean, it's again change for change's sake. Yes. Now, can I come to something that uh, I've uh, had on the desk for some time, and it concerns Razor Ray Chamberlain, the mm. well-known AFL umpire, yep. who uh, blew the whistle in the opening round, which is going back some time, yeah. and obviously found it a very disappointing experience. Um, he says, at times the games on TV appeared to lack intensity while there was certainly shortcoming from the atmosphere point of view sure. actually playing, which is fair enough. That's what true. Yeah. Uh, he was at Marvel uh, Stadium from North Melbourne and St Kilda. This is several weeks ago. Mm. Uh, amidst the sparsity of supporters made it strange, especially regarding the usual feedback he receives from footy fans. Oh, yeah. It felt flat, obviously. Yeah. I personally feel as though with no crowd there was a totally inferior – it was a totally inferior experience. I mean, this is Whoa. starting to get to heartland now. Oh, it is, a isn't totally it? inferior experience. This comes from a central umpire. Now – I didn't realise umpires relied so much on the crowd. Well, exactly. Wait, wait till he teases all that out. abuse. All that abuse keeps them focused, doesn't it? Exactly. So I'm actually looking forward to the next time. I've got fifty thousand people. Give me a spray yep. because I missed it on the weekend. Yeah, 
There you are. You know, putting the boots on, putting their shorts on, putting the shirt on, reaching for the whistle and yeah. the pass to let me in and all of a sudden there's 50,000 people yes. saying, get off. Yes, that's right. They love it, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jared Watley, went on caller, mm. uh, revealed that he had never been to a sporting experience that seemed so inconsequential due to the COVID restrictions. Oh, my so God. So inconsequential. Now, we're talking here North Melbourne and St Kilda, two gun teams. Yes. Two teams on the road. And it was inconsequential. Exactly. In, you know, was that a poor choice of words? Is this that what is, he meant? Well, this is a, a central commentator. We've got the number one umpire and we've got yes. one of the leading commentators describing right. who does footy three sixty. Who understands the language rather well, you imagine, to yeah, get the he, job, so he, he must know what he's talking about. He wrote a book about black caviar. Well, there you are. I think he did. At least. Right. Did sure he describe right. caviar as inconsequential? He I mean, did. He didn't. He did. When I first saw the horse, I thought it was inconsequential. <laughs> now, someone's suggesting, HG, there is a rugby league team in Tasmania known as the Rugby League Penguins. Oh, could easily be. Could easily be. Uh, did the Penguins play State of Origin? I have oh, no idea. I've often thought that when New South Wales is having a bad trot, they should go to Tasmania and find a pickup team yeah. just to give them the confidence of sure. what it feels like winning. Yeah. Now, Chamberlain concurred with uh, Watley, oh, yeah. also highlighting the fact he was trying to keep things upbeat for a pair of, wait for this, this is this is inexperienced colleagues. I mean, that's raise a raise too much of a burden, buddy. Yeah. I was really challenging. It was really challenging. I was driving to the ground and I had the same headspace and the same sort of sentiment. Normally I've got a real this real sort of anxiousness yeah. but also a level of excitement and joy because I love being part of footy. It's the greatest privilege. I'm normally really buzzing but honestly I was that flat. Dear. We had two debutantes in our game, a boundary umpire and a goal umpire doing their first AFL games, predictably enough, being yeah, debutantes. Yeah. I'm sitting there and saying, okay, I remember my first AFL game like it was yesterday. We need to try and make this a special and important occasion. How can we How can we keep this as a joyous for those two people as we can? Chamberlain said the other part of this was overwhelming sense of responsibility to players. They had to play so our attitudes and effort had to be at a level they they, they should receive it in every game. But, the you know, the fact was it just felt futile. Futile. So inconsequential, futile, futile. inferior experience. Yes. Is he suggesting that the standard of, uh, of umpiring went down? Well, he on? says he missed a few because he was rusty. He was rusty. He missed Oh, a, well, so, that's different. He could yeah. be rusty with the crowd there. Yeah, true. But if he true. was rusty because there wasn't a crowd there. It probably means – is it possible that the players aren't playing as well either? Well – It's going to have a psychological it's impact on massive the players, psychological isn't it? impact. I mean, and you yet, turn up expecting the atmosphere and yeah, you run 000. out and tweet, just a couple of crickets. And you can hear what all the players are saying all the yeah, time. Yeah. Nothing in from the crowd. No. no, it's going to have an enormous effect on standards. Oh, dear. Harness Racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, uh, Roy, look, this is uh, an aspect of the COVID-19 that I hadn't thought about. Mm. It's to do with players who've become Class A and don't have to move 
like the Warriors obviously have come from New Zealand. They don't have to move. They basically stay at home. Well, NRL clubs are scrambling to organise emergency housing for players and staff whose living arrangements are in danger of failing the code's strict biosecurity test amid fears a significant number will be told to leave home. Hmm. Now, Hmm. I know you've been, you know, and and you've asked me not to broadcast this too widely, in charge of the biosecurity protocol developments. Sure. What were you worried about in the homes? Yes. Uh, And did you find that there were many instances where Mm. the protocol set out by the man with feathers were being broken? Yeah. Like uh, it's obviously to see that, you know, you don't want – you know, too many tiles in the house because players slip over, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you want plumbing that works when you press yeah. the dual flush as well sure. as the single flush and sure. stuff like that. Sure. You look in the fridge and you see yep. a lot of mouldy things in there that have been there too long. Exactly. What what did you define and, and how did it vary from club to club? I know that's a difficult thing to sum up. Yeah, yeah. look, club play... It plays no bearing on this, HG. Right. It, it's, it all comes down to individuals. And as I tried to explain to the players, the individuals have got to take responsibility for their own biosecurity. And if everybody does this, you end up with... A, a code? Uh, yeah, well, you come up with something impenetrable. Uh-huh. Right? And this comes... I tried to express to them that this comes as part of the responsibility of being a Class A citizen. Not everyone is a Class A citizen. You are... So I, I went to some of the players' homes, HG, and I was a little bit disappointed, uh-huh. I'd have to say. Um, it, just about every instance, there was not what I'd call dedicated outdoor footwear so that players would walk in off the street and go straight into the house without oh. taking their shoes off so that if anyone had sneezed or spat on the footpath they would be walking the virus straight into their mm-hmm. homes. What a right. simple mistake. Simple mistake. Mm. But th- that can be cleared up. Once they understood that, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, you probably won't remember, so put a sign on the door, take shoes off, right, and put a sign on the inside of the door, put outdoor shoes on once you go outside. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. Simple. The other thing, HG, was there was absolutely, there were no spittoons in any of the rooms. No. Now, players, as you know, do a lot of spitting. Mm-hmm. They uh, practice they, spitting. Well, they do. Mm. They do. They can't help it. It, mm. it, it just comes with the, the territory turf. of yeah. pulling on the yeah, shorts. Yeah, exactly. Gee, I feel like hacking. Yeah, can't help it. So, uh, so I, I've suggested to them that they get spittoons. You know, you can use uh, old, so old, ashtray, old ashtrays or Tupperware or something like that, and just have somewhere to spit in each of your rooms. Right. And so, so that if, you know, a mate comes round who's a little bit loose, loose, just point it out mm-hmm. that, that, that it's there. Maybe a sign on it? Yeah, you could Spit have a sign. Here. Spit here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, were you now, that, 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 that were the only two things that, right. you know. I was going to say, you know, garages and cars. I, yeah. I thought you might be worried about the garages and cars. Well, you need sanitising equipment inside the car. As soon as you get in, just as a habit. Yeah, Do your hands. And hand washing. You know, a lot of the players weren't washing their hands correctly. They were, they were avoiding what I call knuckle work. Yeah, and thumbs often. Thumbs easy often. Easy to forget. Yeah, very easy. Now, 
And also, were you worried at all about the car and disinfectant? Uh, I mean, mm. do you feel as though players, given that they're Class A, they're carrying a burden of yes, the community, they are. Yep. Uh, that they need to be more mindful to disinfect their car? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> yep. it's an easy mistake to make, it especially is. if there's a lot of people using that car, yes. say in a share household. Sure, 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 you sure. You don't sure, know sure. where the car's going. All of a sudden, <clears throat> oh, I've got to go to training, you know, give us yes. the keys. Yes. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, you're down with it. Yeah. Something I did institute, HG, and that is that e each uh, house that has a bath, to fill the bath with sanitizer, and as soon as you get in, clothes off, you know, obviously you've left your shoes out the front, all your clothes off and you walk nude from the bedroom into the bathroom, plunge completely. Mm -hmm. Under the water, under the, under water, the, under the sanitizer, under the level, yeah. then into the shower, yeah. blast it off, get dressed, off and you. you're ready for indoors. <laughs> the World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy, and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. See, this developed, uh, leaving it to the club doctor, will screen households of every player and official who signs up to the codes, that's the rugby league, code biosecurity register, yeah. which has been designed to ensure the season can reopen on May the 28th. Mm. If a living arrangement is considered at risk of an outbreak, mm. they will be forced to move into the bubble environment away from family and friends. Now, this is a burden. Yes, I reckon, yeah, you yeah. know, because people like living, you know, rugby, but league players mm. like living with family, family friends, yeah. girlfriends, you know, boyfriends, etc. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's got to change, HG. I, I think we've got to have a series of bubbles, mm -hmm. Class A bubbles, where only Class A citizens can go in or out. Right. I now, think I think yes. that's the way to do it. Now, would you say, say, Brad Arthur over at Parramatta? Yes, is has to become Class A because he he'll does. be going into. Yes. Obviously homes or players. Yeah. And the players will be coming into his home or his work area. Yes. And obviously could transmit the virus. They could. They could. There would be the similar protocols, HG, that you, you, you'd leave your shoes at his door, you go in, take your clothes off, hop into his bath, into the shower, mm -hmm. get yourself dressed and where do you want me, coach? Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you see these mm -hmm. ideas lasting well, you've got to rely you know, for the whole six months. You've got well, it's got to. It's the only way it's going to work. I know, but this is this the is, only way it's going to work. This is playing, you know. And Flanders has, has dragged everyone kicking and screaming over the line to get this to work. I know, I know. So you know, I, it would only take you know one or two players to go silly, to go stupid, much in the manner of the the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, and that jeopardises the whole show. Mm. The whole show. That's why you know. Class A citizenship comes with, with responsibilities. responsibilities. Yeah. See, <laughs> the uh, this, uh, this uh, is and I know we're dealing story. with people who, generally speaking, are irresponsible. Are irresponsible. I'm not knocking them. I, I know. That's, I right. know. that's just the way they get the whole box of dice. Yes, I know. You can't have the good and not the bad. Yes. You get the lot. Yep. Now, <laughs> every NRL player will have his home environment approved by head office. Yes, that's me. And will be encouraged to download the federal government's co contact tracing phone app under what's described here by the Nine newspaper as draconian restrictions to allow the game to resume. Obviously, on May the twenty eighth. Draconian? What? Having the having the uh, the, the app on your phone? No. That's a draconian restriction. I don't think so. No. What I think they mean. Does that come from Skid Marks? 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. What I was trying to think of getting into the sanitizer bath. Yes. You know, obviously blasting it off. You know, yes. getting dressed. Where do you want me, coach? Yes. I think that's the draconian side. Or having Well, of course move, it's draconian, but these are pretty extraordinary circumstances, I know, HG. I know. I know. This is COVID 19. Yeah. So you can see why all of a sudden mm. Perth yes. or Western Australia and South Australia get a bit uppity. They do. Yeah. If they. Yeah. You know, if this is what's got to happen because yep. of the Class A burden. I mean, they don't have the problem that New mm. South Wales and Queensland, it's, well, Victoria in particular, have. That's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at this stage, remember, actually, that Class A's aren't allowed in Victoria. At this no, stage. no, no, I understand that. I understand that. They're not now, allowed. But to get them there. Yeah. Now, look, are you seeing uh, a hit squad, you know, a sort of mobile mm. biosecurity squad well, there, there, zooming around? Obviously, there is one. There is one. And they're zooming around the suburbs. Knock, knock, knock. Yes. Come on out, James Tamalolo. Yep. We want to have a look in your house. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. No, to be stay inside, James Tamalolo. We're coming in. Yes. Shoes off. Yeah. Where's your bath? In there. Thanks. Where's your shower? Clothes off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Shower. Yeah. Now, James, how's it going? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's all right. Okay, yeah. mate, we'll go now. <laughs> the AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. I must say, it... it the cost of all of this just is worrying me. I, they, I noticed uh, the... What, sanitizer? <laughs> the rug, rugby league man yeah. is paying the uh, players 80% of the salaries, which is very generous, I think. Yeah, it I is, mean. isn't it? And he's got actually no income yet teed up from the, uh, you know, the uh, mm. skid marks mob. Skid marks, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. And then we've got mobile hit squads going around. Yeah, but Flanders some... must know something that we yeah, don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That we don't. The the deal he got, when he dragged the skid across the line, mm-hmm. 80% of players getting 80% must have been part of the deal. I know. The I skid must that. be aware of this. He's yeah. denying it now because right. he's got to explain to shareholders it's Why? costing what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting what? What? <laughs> yeah. No crowd? Yeah. No, no, I get that. But yeah. to, I, you see the, the wriggle. Well, the devil's in the detail. It was ever thus. Yes. Coming back to um, <clears throat> Mr. Malthouse. Mm-hmm. Look, how this is the anti China man. The anti China, yes, yeah. yes, yes. The, um, yeah. the bats and the, yeah. you know, obviously the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he thinks now that two AFL seasons could be buggered up by the virus. Now, this extends this, mm. what would you call it, biosecurity battle. Which is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it as a second front. Yeah. You got the problem with the flattening the curve, yes. and then you got the biosecurity problem to keep the curve flat. Yeah. So this biosecurity he says, um, uh, if the season extends into December, I'm not sure that it, that's well. Who would know? Who would know? I mean, nothing's coming out of See, the House of Silence. Uh, <laughs> we're Is trying. To, we're trying to get the big one up on October the 25th. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Cox Plate, Mooney Valley, Mooney Valley. Yeah. He says if it's moved to December, there'll be ramifications for next year's competition as well. I'd hate to see 2021 Mm -hmm. interfered with by 2020. If it means that 2020 becomes a showcase of our game, you you don't want two years to be buggered up. Mm -hmm. By going into December, what sides are going to be ready in March next year? You know, meaning that they won't get a break. Well, aren't they going to be more ready 
than they would be otherwise. Because they play because through. Because they play. I mean, the thing is, the break's too long, isn't it, normally? Well, and Malthouse sums it up. Things are, well, there's a lot of things to think about. There's a lot of things. Malthouse said that. God almighty. I mean, no wonder the AFL's in trouble if he's one of the Brain. Brains Trust. They're relying on him. Well, the AFL season has he been, been into AFL House, the House of Silence? Has he spoken to the murderer with any of these ideas? No. You know, we, we can't go to China anymore. What? <laughs> now, um, they created the virus, you know. What? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're trying <laughs> to get us Yeah, what? Mm. Bok joy. Now, um, look, because round one and round two are going to be separated by such a vast distance, I can't get my head around that it counts this is round one. Yeah. Last four games of that first round, those teams knew that this was the last game they'd be playing for number... Oh, this is Malthouse just, just trying to create problems. It is. There's hardly a solution coming from Malthouse. Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, no, no wonder the murderer is in lockdown and in silence because all he's getting is these advisors coming to him with bloody problems. Australian women swimmers have won more gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally without Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Liesel, Lorraine Crap, and Madame Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on bludging on the blind side. Yes, Roy, one thing that worries me, and I know you don't want to speak publicly about this, but are you resourced enough? I mean, I, I said the cost is starting to worry me, and you... Yeah. Correctly put me back in my box because you obviously the the cost is mm. what it costs and it you is, want to see the game. It is what it costs. you can't get away from You can't compromise on quality, players, players' health, health and so on, and but, safety and and security. Sure, yeah. I, I mean a lot of my times taken up, you know, hopping out, hopping in and out of the bath and into the shower and getting dressed again. Truth be known, I spend more time doing that than. Anything yeah. else? Because yeah. it's just a case of engaging with the players. You know, you blokes all right? Yeah, we're all right, boy. You know, thanks. Oh, See you next yeah, week. That's it. Yeah, but you know, so I visit them. Are you visit? Are you doing this? I visit them twice a week. And, each player. And are you doing all the driving yourself? Or have you got yes. Wayne Woodus in the car no, with you? No, I'm doing all the driving myself. And are you myself. doing your own security work for yourself? Yes. Meaning, obviously, you get in the bath when you're with the <laughs> Yeah, yes. But then when you come home, yeah. you've got the same battle on the home front? Well, well I, that's, yeah, of course, just that's normal what practice. Trying, I, I mean, it's you've got to practice what you preach. Yeah, it's just, You can't say to the it. players, well, where's your bath? Mm. Haven't got one. Sorry, you can't. You're not class A. You can't play rugby league unless you've got a bath. And is there a protocol? Should mm. something like that go amiss? Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, we had the renovations in, and they took the renovators in, and you know, no excuse. There, no is, excuse. there is. There is no excuse. Is there a hot? The line? only question is how many people can you put into the bath of sanitizer before you got to replace it? Now. <sighs> It's hard to pin doctors down here. Some say <laughs> one douse per player per bath. Others say you can douse up to fifty players. So I say to them, how many? How 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 many people have been in this bath? Oh, just a couple, Roy. Oh, well, that's all right then. In yeah. you go. You you feel. But have you got a hotline you can ring up and say we need a new bath full of sanitizer at Twenty Seven yes. L Street? Yes. Yes, and, and, and that's what, happened. Yeah, and what's players the, have phoned up and said, you know, the bath, you know, you know, you know. We went a bit silly last Boxhead night. Boxhead got in there, and next thing we, he, he pulled the plug out. He's what? He pulled the plug out, and all the sanitizer's gone. Oh God, that's happened a lot, you know. 
two in the morning, phone call. No sanitizer. <laughs> I can't get into my house. Well, what are you doing out at this time? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't yeah. asked myself that question. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know when you go back and you see Volandis and the feathers and yeah. all that sort of stuff, yeah. how confident are you that the difficulties that you're – you're at the coalface of this I am. Story. You're the coalface. I am. Well, he just says to me, Roy, drag him. Kicking and screaming over the rugby league line. The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, Roy, um, you know, uh, with your work, are you basically on call, you know, 24 hours a day all the time? Pretty much, yeah. And I've got a quota to fill, you know. Oh, I've okay. got to visit 40 players a day. Right. And that keeps me, you know. Well, that, that would take you a long time. It does. And, you know, would you be happier if they were all in the same... Oh, I'd love it if they were all together and make it a hell of a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But um, that's Isn't not reality. It? No, I know. That's not rugby league realities. No, and, no. and, of course, with the... So much easier, though, with the... Which I think is a great idea, having these bubbles like um, Armadale. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Tam, Tamworth. Tamworth and Albury. Because all the players are together, it's so much easier yeah. to inspect. And, and you know, I, I can just often phone up. I don't, I don't have to go to all Albury. I just phone up and say, "Is everything all right there?" And they ha, say, have "Yeah." You got, have you got a person in Albury to help? No, you? I haven't. That, no, I, gee, I, I just terrible. rely on the honesty of the of the, the, storm. Uh, the storm administration. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so far, they've given me no cause to doubt. Yeah. No. 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 I accept that. I accept and, that. I accept yeah. that. Um, and now, I, and. Uh, I know I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you angling for the AFL job as well? Uh, so obviously they're going to have to do biosecurity. Look, I'm happy to advise. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to advise. And not that there's been any call. There's been nothing from no, I know, I understand the that. House of Silence. The House of Silence. Not a word. Mm. You know? Anyway. Now, just speaking of... I know in your other role, you know, you've done a lot of work with football players over the time. And a case bobbed up on my desk the other day concerning Charlie Curnow's knee, the Carlton young gun, who's in a bit of trouble with, the, I take it, his patella. And uh, it's been suggested this is uh, recent, relatively recently. I mean, it's academic because they're not playing. Yeah. But to Blues coach David Teague suggested the 23-year-old Charlie Curnow had a uh, a long road ahead before he can get back to playing. From a coaching point of view, we're, we're going to plan for the year without him. Right. And I think mentally that's where he's at. Now, obviously it's a complicated story and I know you've had a look at the x-rays and so on. Mm. Um, you know, knee injury slower than expected. Charlie is walking w- with a small amount of discomfort. He does not require any surgery, but given that this is the club talking, yeah. given the nature of uh, the injury, it's likely to be a, at least four to six weeks. Right. I mean, it's difficult to determine if Charlie will be ready to play this season if he does pour more unlikely than likely. Now, right, right. that was an update. Yep. Uh, what is the issue with the knee, HG? Well, Does he need a knee replacement? Does he need a partial replacement? Well, Does, let me go through the yeah, run. Let yeah. me go through the run, the run yeah. of outs. Yeah. Uh, he played 11 games in 2019, having a suffered a medial ligament oh, immediately, yeah. Yeah. in round 15. His yeah. recovery was hit with a big setback when he dislocated the knee while playing basketball with friends. He was he had, doing what? I know. I know. I knew that. Coaches could, must tear their hair out, mustn't mm. they? Remember, I think it was playing a, basketball. A Souths player. Was it a jump shot? Putting pressure on his knee, I suppose it was. Yeah, what I an think. Idiot. 
he collided with a brick wall at the end of the run, uh, you know, which is easy to well, do. What, a, sure. a forced layup and yeah, all, uh, of, a sudden all the of a sudden there's the wall. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it got worse when uh, he fractured his patella after slipping on tiles in November. Same knee? Same knee. Kerno oh, was fractured hi- the patella. I know. That's a really big problem. That is a big problem. Yeah, playing 20-20. Often they won't heal. Well, it was a bit of a long progress, process since the surgery. This is from a Surgery for the patella. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had a pin in my knee and in the second injury the, they had wrapped wires around the kneecap. They took uh, both of those bits out from the surgeries. Hang on. He had the surgery prior to the basketball incident? Yeah. So he's banged the knee into a wall at basketball, Wrapped in come wall. home, slipped and cracked the patella that was, from what you're saying, that was wrapped in wire. It does appear that way. Well, he's lucky it was wrapped in wire. Have you ever heard of this procedure? No. Have you ever tried to do it? It's know got the Djokovic's about it, doesn't it? It has. <laughs> it has. Now. Has he tried the Djokovic? You just stare like, at it and think positive thoughts. Like get, changes the molecules. Get Pete Evans around with his lamp. Is it knee compliant? This lamp of Pete. Well, I Incidentally, think so. Pete's lost his job. Apparently, know, they're cutting sad. costs over at Seven. Yeah, they, he had was on eight hundred grand a year. Yes. And now he's out. You know, busted ass. Probably looking for selling lamps. Parcels. Selling lamps. I was just wondering. You've seen a lot of knees. Mm. Have you any, seen anything as bad as this? Merv Neagle's knee. Oh, right, yeah, that was a bad knee. That's going back a bit. Yeah. It was a bad knee. Yeah. But it sounds like this kid is. You got... sent him off to a Filipino faith healer, I I did, think. where he pulled some chicken livers out livers of his upper thigh. Of, yeah. And they somehow cured it. Well, yeah, cured it in his mind. It <laughs> didn't change the knee at all, sadly. Uh, but uh, but it sounds like this kid has got a real problem with his knee, Charlie. If Charlie's had to have surgery on it, he's had to have the patella wired, and subsequent to that, he's had it cracked. Yeah. This kitty. Are you suggesting he, that he, he looks for another sport? He, he's not going to be playing again this year. No, he's certainly not. He no. won't be. No. Um, he won't uh, be. And I mean, it is hard to counsel a, a player like this, though, isn't yes. it? Because the future. I mean, the, Carlton has had a run with a couple of players with long-term injuries, uh, yeah. costing them several seasons. Yeah. Over the run, like uh, Doherty, who's they've just Sam Doherty, they've just got him back right. after he's been out for two years right. with the same injury. Okay. Very bad uh, yes. difficulty. But yeah, now yeah. to think they're losing. Well, you'd have to have time. a look at their training practices. Is that what you think? That's what I'm thinking. Now you need a root and brand exam- examination. Of what's going on there? Can I ask, coming to the, that thing I think you broke mm. a couple of hours ago mm. where uh, Billy Ake, Coach Bellamy, yes. is worried yes. that the players won't be contact ready That's right. by the 28th. In fact, I think today is the first day they're the allowed training. to have any contact. Yes. Contact That's right. Well, it's not and enough. It's not enough. No, now, near enough. It's going it, to be dangerous on the players who aren't used to being tackled uh, to get out there and... You're going to have injuries. This is the Bellamy problem. He can't get them ready for the 28th, you know, unless Vlanders gets involved to drag Bellamy, kicking and screaming screaming over the line. I come to the bigger question is, are the coaches asking for a shadow team of reserves or whatever they've got in the Mm. cupboard back at the house or the clubhouse, which isn't being used, Mm -hmm. to come down to the bubble and be part of the training process as would be Uh, normal in normal times? Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be able to run your reserves. Yeah, you can't because you're only limited to a a certain number of Class A's. 
And you can't have the general public or anyone coming within cooey of Class A's. So it's a limited pool of people you're allowed to hit or allowed to hit you. And this is Bellamy's problem. This is going to be the problem for all the coaches. So you got basic- So it's going to be a real wake-up call on the 28th when you get out there and suddenly you're being jumped on in a way you haven't been jumped on since last year. Now, when it comes to the AFL, yes. they've got that problem writ large. They do. Because they have a much bigger playing they do. group. They do. And they're not allowed- Well, I suppose they could argue, well, we could take 44 into, you know- Yes. Into the- Into the bubble. Thanks, into the bubble, into the cone of silence. Yes. No reference to the murderer there, just the cone of silence. Mm -hmm. Or into the, um, you know, the biosecurity biosphere that you've built for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's an awful lot of players. It is. You might be up around about 44 if I've got the numbers right. Yes, you would be. Yeah, you would be. So 22, 44. Yes. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. To get them ready. So they're going to come in rusty as all they are. get out. The standard will be appalling. Yeah. The umpiring is well, going to be dreadful because please. there's no crowd there to I, keep them on song. <laughs> raise I mean, raise they haven't got a product and that's the difference. They haven't got they a product. They haven't got a product. Now, th- and, and this is why there's so much silence, so much silence coming from the house of stupidity, yeah. the murderer's lodge. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, and what was No wonder Volanders is, you know, walking the catwalk covered in feathers. He knows he's got a product. I know. Sure, there might be injuries, but people don't mind that. No. <laughs> That's what they go to the rugby league for. But they do. coming to that, though, yes. is the product, to my mind, and I don't want to, you know, knock what the bloke who's dragging them over the line's doing, it's devalued, isn't mm, it? it? Because is. it's not A grade. No, it's not A grade. It may be somewhere between, say, flag. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know, let's know. call it, you know. Yes. Reserve. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially to start with. Mm. But people will be desperate. They want to see it. Mm-hmm. And let's hope the sanitizer. And I suppose people will be passionate about their clubs and their clubs' prospects and all of that. Mm-hmm. So they, he'd, the murderer would be relying on this uh, to give the season some impetus. Mm. But as it stands, honestly, actually, between you and me, I can't see it. Getting up at all. No. Because there's no one at the helm. No. No, no. one driving the ship. Mm-hmm. When you go into league headquarters. Yes. That's rugby league headquarters. Oh, rugby league, yeah. Yeah, sorry, rugby league yes. headquarters. Are, yep. they, are they laughing at the AFL? They are. They mm-hmm. are. Because at least Don't you, like that. You, don't like that. No, I know you don't like that. But you, you, you walk into rugby league headquarters and you feel as if the spinnaker's up. Yes. There's a lot of wind blowing. Yes. You've got Vlanders. With a lot of rope. going everywhere, holding the, holding the. The ship of state. Yes. That's rugby league state. Holding the wheel, in the wheelhouse, yeah. knows where he's going, clear direction, as clear as cook on a sunny day. The game is only as good as it stars. Footballers come and go, but Eddie, Bruce, BT, Lingy, Richo, Rabs, Gus and Joey Rabbit are forever keeping that flickering flame alive. These Aussie greats are saluted every week on Bludging on the Blind Side. Just a couple of quick ones to finish up with. Uh, the, um, the Tyson... Uh, the Tosin, Isn't this Tosin, a great oh, idea? Know, the fight, the triangular fight. Yeah. He's um, 54, I think, Iron Mike, but he's never looked fitter. Now, 
he uh, well, the one per- one person who knows him really well is Jeff Fennick, obviously. The uh, oh, they were great friends, weren't great they? Great friends, uh, yeah. training partners, yep. and you know, the f- yep. side by side, soul brothers, soul brothers. Now yep. he's laughed off the proposal for a former heavyweight champion. This is uh, Iron Mike to get in the ring with SBW. That's Sonny mm. Bill Williams, mm. declaring a cross code star will end up in the morgue. Really, if it went ahead, really in the morgue, in the morgue. Now, has Iron Mike ever killed anyone? I don't think he has. No, he's put a lot of people away, though. Oh, he's put people away, yeah. Now, but then again, so is so, so Sonny Bill Williams and, you know, well, Gal and yeah, Noodles. They've no. all put people away. <laughs> now, if the bout went ahead, boxing promoter Brian Armatruda has mm-hmm. tabled a million to get uh, Iron Mike to Australia. Yes. What? Is he Class A? I just let that oh, sit there. Mm. I let that sit there. Is fighting Class A? Remember, of course, this week they the boxing yeah. community decided it wouldn't be spitting anymore at the end of a bout or something like that. They take the mouth guard out and often spit in yeah. the bucket, often have a drink Is of water. Is that not legal spit. anymore? Well, I think they're wanting to tidy oh, up. As long as there's a spittoon involved, I think that you're keeping that quarantine, aren't you? Are you suggesting that people go to the boxing to enjoy the spit as yes. part of the spectacle? Well, it's, it is part of the spectacle. I mean, uh, it's like cricketers trying to get cricketers not to spit. I mean, uh, try that one on. Obviously, the umpire is going to have to have what I maybe a red bucket that he keeps with him at his feet, and at the end of each over, players waddle past and spit in the bucket, and then when drinks are taken, the bucket's taken off and replaced. Perfect. Now, I come to another issue, yep. AFL. Yes. You've observed this for many, many years now that as soon as a player kicks a point, they want to spit. Now, I would suggest that they have a runner, mm. a specially designated runner with a bucket, yes. run on, yes. say, um, you know, I don't know, Danaher's, you know, 50 metres out, yep. 50-50 shot. Yep. Uh, he misses, he wants to spit, the bucket's there. The bucket's We're going to have to change everything. Or there are spittoons every 10 metres around the sidelines. Mm-hmm. That could become a popular thing for people to observe which spittoons get the most use. And there might be a lucky spittoon. Or a bet operation. Ah, okay. Spittoon 11, yes. I'd go with. <laughs> now, uh, according, you know, <clears throat> the Tyson to Australia is going to fight either Williams, Paul Gallon or Barry Hall. It seems it's a, a small pool, isn't it? <laughs> when you look at the world, the landscape of the world. <laughs> But maybe Iron Mike just wants to come to Australia because he, he, he hears it. it's really great. He loves it. Because I don't think he's been to Australia. Now, reports yesterday had the offer at $3 million. Tyson's preparing to make a comeback of sorts at 53, seeking an exhibition about great publicity, but it's going it's not going to happen. They're offering him half. This is Jeff Fennick talking. They're offering him half a million dollars. He could get a lot more than that, say $20 million in Saudi Arabia. Why would he come here? Let me tell you something. If he hits Sonny Bill or Paul Gallen, he'll be up for manslaughter. More than likely, they'll be in the morgue the next day. So it's tough talk from Jeff. That Fennick. is very tough talk. But I assume if anyone could get uh, Iron Mike to Australia, it would be Jeff Fennick. Yeah, it would be very lopsided about, though, Fennick be. Oh, Mike. no, 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 yeah, just, 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 just as a friend. Yeah. yeah. You know, come and have a look at what we're doing here. Come and look at, you know, lockdown. Come and look at, you know. Rugby league. Rug- and have a look at rugby league. Mm. Remember Jeff oh, might have played play. for Parramatta there yeah, for a little while as a halfback, I want to say. Didn't maybe, do maybe, terribly maybe, well. Yeah, but it was it was, a, it was But his heart was in the right place. His heart certainly was in the right place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the one source of all of this or the one thing that worries me about this is, you know, does does boxing present, you know, biosecurity issues? You know, oh, and I see what I'm, you I'm, mean. You know, got to wear it, a mask. And gallon and the uh, hand sanitizer bath. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need a big bath because it's big people. Yeah. 
yeah, it does present its own problems, but you need someone like, uh, I don't know, Peter Vlanders to have a look at it. And well, did you get a sponsor? Could... could you get Reese Plumbing involved who might sponsor the whole thing? Oh, yes. You know? Well, they wouldn't mind their name on the spittoon, would they? <laughs> that could certainly work, yes. Look, I think you could work out some protocols. <clears throat> but I think what we'd have to see is... <clears throat> We'd want Sonny Bill to take on Gal and oh, Noodles. Be, yeah, it's got to be a... To earn the right yes, the to be winner. one of the three to take on Iron Mike when Jeff Fennett gets him out here mm-hmm. and he is, you know, is, is deemed as being Class A. Yeah. You, would you call this a great promotion for the fight game? No, it's a bit sad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a bit sad, yeah. yeah. We're not it's talking about the sad. future. We're no. talking about people who are, what did you, how old? 53-year-old. 53, yeah. Yeah, and let's face yeah. it. Uh, you Wasn't know, George Foreman still fighting at 53? I oh, think he probably. was. probably, yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah. And <clears throat> let's face it, uh, Gal, Noodles and uh, SBW aren't, yeah. aren't on the younger side of 30 no, either. No, they're not. No, yeah. no, it's very sad. Well, it's been a fascinating uh, week, yeah. Roy. And yeah. I've got to say, it's your expose of... What you're doing with the biosecurity? I've got my hat off to you. It's excellent work, and I know you've got another. I know the phone's ringing, and you've got to yeah. dart off. Yeah. But it's keep it up because uh, Australia looks to you and people like you to get yeah. us through this and onto that October yeah. the twenty fifth date. Yeah. Well, I look forward to a little bit of sound coming out of the House of Silence this week. But uh, don't hold your breath. That's it for bludging on the blind side for another week. If you want to get in touch with the show, go to RoyNHG at abc.net. .au. See you next week for more bath time. Remember Dean Schiffer, 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 Litty, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater. Rugby League heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.